It's time to mind your business with me, Jamila Lodge. Tune in to find out how to mind your business with BEDC, special guest entrepreneurs, industry experts, and more. Brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here. business. I'm excited to have Cameron Smith. You are managing director and co-founder of Greenlight Energy. Yes, um, thank you for having me. Great to have you here. So we're going to talk a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur. Um, before we do that, can you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yep, sure. So my name is Cameron Smith. Um, I am the co-founder and managing director of Greenlight Energy, as you said. Um, I grew up in Bermuda. I went to Gilbert and Warwick, uh, spent some time at Bermuda College before heading over to university in Connecticut. Okay. After that, I did a very brief stint in the reinsurance industry. Um, and when I say brief, I mean very brief. I lasted about <laughs> four months. It wasn't, it wasn't for me. You know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, of course. Um, then after that, I ended up in London working at a tech startup for a bit. Okay. Uh, and that was much more up my alley than, than the corporate world in Bermuda. Um, from there, I really kind of found my legs um, and decided, um, as a matter of fact, I did want to do something entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when I moved back to start Greenlight with a group of friends. Okay, cool. So, yeah. I mean, what made you pick this business in this industry? Like, of all the things, right? What what, yeah. what drew you to this industry? Um, it was honestly kind of just happenstance. So at the time, there was a lot of news in Bermuda about the acquisition of Belco, and it was being purchased by a Canadian company. Um, and at the time, I was young and naive, and I was like, you know, we could do, <laughs> we could do energy. Energy should be Bermudian and all, all that sort of stuff. Um, so I somehow we went from there to doing solar and then figuring out a business plan around it. Um, and then we ended up doing solar panel installations and energy storage in Bermuda. Now, in my mind, like when I think of solar energy, uh -huh. I know it's great, but yeah. I just think about the cost and I'm sure. like, okay, everybody should have solar panels, but there's a reason that everybody doesn't. Yeah. So when you were considering this like like what was that capital outlay i would say initially when you guys got started how did you do that so we we were starting to so we our original business model was the no upfront cost installation of solar panels yeah uh, so, so that was our claim to fame so we would do um, a solar panel installation at absolutely no upfront cost and we'd uh split the savings with you that you would have got if you had purchased the system outright okay um, and then as time went on, COVID happened, um, and then we had to pivot slightly to the outright purchase of solar panels, um, which actually wasn't that bad considering every bank in Bermuda offers some type of green product financing okay. um, at, at very attractive rates. Um, so it all worked out in the end. Okay. Well, yeah. that's good because I mean, I think it's, it's wonderful to have that as an alternative and it looks like you guys are doing great. We're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing all right. <laughs> wonderful. Humble, humbleness. <laughs> um, no, but you always have to say humble, but I do think that it's interesting. Um, 
like you said, your in, initial business model. It's like no cost in, down installation. Who who does that, especially in Bermuda? Because it's like, if you don't have the money, you're not getting the service. Well, strangely enough, it's pretty popular around the world. So in, 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 yeah, in the States, the, there's this company called Sunrun, who we drew, got a lot of inspiration from in our business model. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's been done before. Um, obviously, doing it well requires uh, significant access to capital. Um, and yeah, we're just, we're working on the financing side. We did a bunch and we hope to do uh, some more. We just got to find the right investors. Yes. Okay. So that's kind of how you did it. You, in terms of your own financing for your business, you did it through investment as opposed to debt? Um, so it was both. It was equity and debt investment. Okay. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that as an entrepreneur? Because I know for us, you know, at BDC, we give microloans and, and things like that. But I know that in some scenarios for startups, debt is not always the best way to get started right yeah. um so for for your your own business and what you did what was your your goal like did you have your mix already or did you just take what you can get basically um so i think the the yeah having debt is risky right if, if yeah if something goes to zero at the end of the day you are left with a liability that must be paid um so when you take on significant debt you could end up in the hole for for years to come I just wanted to get a sense from you about what worked for you because it doesn't work for everybody. And if you didn't do that part and somebody else do that part, then you can say that too. So we have okay. a sales company and a financing company. The initial seed capital was used with equity and then we used debt to scale the business, but it's hard to explain in, in simple terms. Well, you just said it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, I did, but it's just, it's, it's very- so, when you came up with that structure, did you already know that's what you wanted to do? Or how did you arrive at the decision to, to build the business that way or build your um, business model that way? Like what kind of conversations did you have with your, your partners? Well, the, the financing business, is just like how a bank finances, you borrow yeah. an X and lend it Y. Um, so that's how we scale our, that's how, how the financing business should be scaled. Okay. However, that that that's not um, blanket advice. That doesn't apply to most businesses. No, no. Financial services using debt to scale makes a lot of sense. However, for businesses outside of the financing sector, probably wouldn't make sense. That's why I'm being so hesitant to answer. Right, right, right. I understand. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it it worked for your business, but it's yeah. not necessarily going to work for for everyone. But we're having a conversation about you. I know, I know, I know. I still want to be like, and Cam said on the podcast, you have to scale because debt is cheaper than equity. I wasn't trying well, not, to. It is not. We know that is not always true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but whatever it is, is working for you. But can you talk a little bit more about like what types of services you offer? Sure. Um, so what we do is um, install solar panels. So we have high-powered solar panels from Meyer Berger. Yeah. Um, as well as the roof white solar panels, which we just introduced to the market this year. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. And I was like, that makes perfect sense. It blends right into the, the roof. Yeah, exactly. So we were finding a lot of people were saying they didn't want solar panels on the front of their house because they don't like the aesthetic because they want yeah. to the um, traditional look of a Bermuda, Bermuda cottage. 
Um, and historically, how we as solar installers have, installers have handled that is we have um, just not installed solar panels at the front of the house and tried to right. find more discrete places to put them. Um, however, having the white solar panels increases the available square footage of, mm -hmm. um, of the potential mounting locations for solar, which results in an increased power capacity of the system and ultimately more energy being produced over time. Yeah, because I, I know I was looking into helping my mom get solar panels and mm. depending on where they place it on the roof, right? Yeah. It's like maximum capacity versus not maximum. And it, you might have to put more in if, you know, if yeah. you're not putting them where the sun, you know, comes comes um, down the most, I guess you could say. Yeah, um, exactly. So that's really cool. So did you have to get these white solar panels produced or they were already on the market? We just didn't know about it. Um, yeah, it's, it's more of the latter. So in certain European countries, so Greece specifically, mm -hmm. um, they were using white solar panels for some of their historic buildings. Mm -hmm. um, so they were being manufactured, manufactured for um, historic building over in, in, in Greece. Okay. However, I reached out to the company that was doing it and asked that they would do it for Bermuda White Roofs as well. Um, and they're obviously happy to expand into a new market. So then we started working with them as well. That uh, is awesome. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> so that. all, thank you, thank all you. those people were like, no, nah, I don't like the way it looks. You were like, we got a solution for you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and I, since this um, podcast is a lot about business and innovation and things, I think being flexible and seeing as um, problems in a new and creative way leads to new and creative solutions, such as the white solar panels, instead of being, oh, we're just going to put them somewhere else. Yeah. Um, there might be another solution that, that works just as well. And you should be always kind of striving to make the client happy and all, give, give different offerings to the customer. Um, and I think that's what makes people happy ultimately. For sure. So in addition to the white solar panels, yes. tell me about these Tesla batteries. Like, what is that and how do you use them? I would love to. So <laughs> um, last week we celebrated, we had a little team party for installing one megawatt hour of energy storage on the island. And to translate that, we installed a lot of, of, of energy storage in Bermuda. <laughs> Um, which, which is really cool. So what the um, Tesla Powerwall does is it captures any excess production from the solar panels for it okay. to be stored to be used in evenings or during off-grid situations. Um, like so, in a hurricane. Exactly. Um, so, so a lot of people have the, the question. So it's during the day I'm producing all this power, but I come home, it's winter and it's in the evening and I turn on my heater or whatever. But there's no sunlight, so I'm not even powering the house with the solar panels. It doesn't make sense. Um, and that was a common complaint and a valid one. Um, so there are um, manufacturers such as Tesla who saw this challenge in the market and, and came to bat. And they introduced the Tesla Powerwall 2, which will store that, that power and make it accessible at any time during the day, which I think is a great innovation. Yeah, I think it's, it's great. I mean, when you think about it, especially for us, we do know what it's like to not have power for a period of time after yeah. a hurricane. Yeah. And so if this is an alternative to that loud generator, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you can create your own power and store it. Yeah. 
let me ask you this question. Do we, you know, in some countries, you can sell power back to the electric company. Do we do that here? Yes, we do. So we sell the energy back to the utility at 22.65 cents okay. um, per kilowatt hour. Um, but the issue with that is then we, we then buy it back from the utility at around 51 cents. Okay. So, so you were saying it's pretty much 50 cents? It's about 50 cents on the dollar compared to what you sell to the grid at and what you buy from the grid at. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's a cool thing. Now, each individual who has the Tesla battery installed can sell it back to the grid or do we sell it to you and you then sell it back to the utility? No. So how it works is the, the, the energy flow is going to start at the solar panels, um, then go to the loads in the house. Okay. And between the utility and the loads in the house, there'll be this power wall that's going to be charging um, until it gets the full capacity and then it will be exported. Um, okay. So what the Powerwall aims to do is have more of the energy that is produced be used on site rather than sold back to the grid gotcha, at, yeah. at, at some type of, at a spread where, where the utility is benefiting from your power because yeah. they're buying it for 22 cents and sending it, selling it to the next guy for 51. Right. Um, so this Tesla Powerwall aims to keep more of that energy that's produced on site. Um, so you see the full economic benefit of the solar panels. Which makes sense, which it makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about price because I'm a consumer too. I have a home Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and solar is very attractive to me, but I have to wrap my mind around the economics of it all. Sure. So can you talk to us a little bit about what a typical, let's say, installation could cost and how you can kind of manage that? Sure. So the, the price, it's going to depend highly on the number of solar panels, the complexity of the installation, as well as if you get energy storage. Um, typically, the prices range from some, a small system, about $15,000, Okay. Um, and the big ones can get very expensive. So right. you know, for the hundreds <laughs> of thousands. Right, right. Um, so it, it, it just depends on what you're looking for. Now, the solar panels are unique to the, the Tesla Powerwall because they offer a return on investment. Mm -hmm. So the idea when you buy solar panels is um, ultimately you will see that cash come back into your pocket. They generate right. savings over their useful life. Um, energy storage, at, as it currently stands, um, doesn't generate a, a big return on investment. Um, so the, the solar panels you use for an economic benefit and the, the power walls are more of a creature comfort. They're a renewable right. energy generator. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have the sentiment that they just don't like the idea of selling something, um, a unit of energy for, at noon for 25 cents and, and then, then buying it back in the evening at 50. Right. Um, so some people make the purchase based on um, based on principle rather than economic benefit, um, but to each is out. Now you mentioned useful life. What is that, the useful life of solar panels? And how do you, like, how do you maintain, what's the, that process like? Uh, that's a great question. So the maintenance on solar panels in Bermuda is extremely slight. Okay. Um, the, the reason why, at least part of the reason why I believe solar is, is so perfect for Bermuda is because we have a highly corrosive environment mm -hmm. and solar panels have no moving parts, which okay. means there's not really anything to break. Um, they're bolted down onto the roof extremely well rated for, you know, category five hurricanes. 
um, they're at a tilt angle, um, which means that which is not it doesn't make them entirely self-cleaning, but lends the self-cleaning function. Okay. So when the rain hits the solar panels at a tilt angle, it, it washes them off. Okay. Yeah. So anything over about 10 degrees, the solar panels are self-cleaning, which is just great because our roofs are, you know, between 20 and 40 degrees. Right. So we just by happenstance have brilliant roof real estate for solar. It's just perfectly conducive for, for solar. Um, the, and then the perfect as, business to start. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it that way. At the time, I didn't realize, but now I realize how lucky we all are. Um, and then, as as far as the lifespan, um, typically the solar panels or the solar panels we use will be warranted for twenty five years, um, okay. with an expected life useful life of anywhere between thirty and forty. That's um, great. Yeah, it's fantastic. There's again no moving parts, nothing to brush up against anything, nothing to to corrode. It just just works well. Yeah. So you know, in Bermuda, we have to clean our roofs yes. on occasion. You know, every five to ten years. Yeah. How does that impact them at all? Or so typically, people paint around the solar panels once every painting cycle or two. Okay. Um, and and then if you ever wanted to take them off, it's really easy. Um, any DIY guy could could do it. Um, so you actually just take off the solar panels and you leave the the rack the, in. The, yeah. Okay. And the bolts, you leave all of that in, and all you do is take off the the physical panel. Mm -hmm. um, and you could take off a panel in about two minutes. So it doesn't okay. even add that much labor or time or anything to a, a roof painting. Well, it sounds like a no-brainer to me. I'm like, why we don't all have solar panels? The people at Belco would be mad. They'd be like, wait. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Actually, since being that they buy the, the the excess power back at 22 cents, they might be thrilled. They might be all right. <laughs> they might be like, yes. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> so I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the challenges that you encountered when you initially started the business and like, what did you do? How did you resolve them? Cool. Um, so let's think about the bigger challenges that we face. So the, the biggest one was our business model was seen as contentious by the, the watchdog in the energy sector. Hmm. Um, we didn't see eye to eye and we were at a fundamental disagreement on the interpretation of the Electricity Act of 2016. Mm -hmm. um, how did we handle that? Um, lawyers and, and tenacity. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we lawyered up and, and defended our position essentially. And a year later, 18 months after the fact, uh, we got a letter to say that um, our business model wasn't in breach of the Electricity Act. So that mm -hmm. was probably our, our, our biggest brick wall was, mm -hmm. having, was having a large institution threaten us um, yeah. and deem our business illegal essentially. Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, a, a, a lot of times there's a lot of kind of protectionist laws and stuff in place. And I think yeah. it makes it very difficult for biz some businesses, especially in certain industries where it's been like a, a monopoly, even if it wasn't on purpose. Yeah, it's just the barrier to entry is so high to get into yeah. that industry. It's yeah. like people are like, yeah, never mind. But sure. I'm glad you guys had the presence of mind to stay it through because at the end of the day, everybody benefits, right? Yeah, no, it's true. And honestly, I, I it's just 
it, that was useful ignorance. Like had I gone back and had to make that decision today, I, I think we were a little bit foolish in our position. Really? Yes, that was nuts. I still go by the regulator's office and look at it sometimes. And like they were huge. And you should have seen our office. We had no business making that challenge, but it, it worked out luckily. Yeah, I'm glad you did though, because I feel like it is not just a lesson, but it's proof that mm. Not it doesn't matter the size doesn't mean you're always right, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you can't keep doing doing the same things that you've done all these years just because that's what you've done. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think on both sides, you know, there was learning because I'm sure from their standpoint they were afraid, which is why they did it, right? They're like, oh no, you're not going to come in here and take a piece of this pie. So let's put a stop to that and yeah. use the laws to do it. When in reality, it was not illegal, mm. right? Uh, yeah. And number two, like, really, are, are, are you worse for wear for having this new business and this new company started? No, I think everybody in the long run is better off. And I really do think that um, in general, entrepreneurship mm. in Bermuda can benefit from that sort of thing. It needs a bit of a shakeup because even yeah. though we're so small, things can be done differently. Different yeah. is good. <laughs> no, I agree. And you saying this reminds me of a, a, a town hall that I went to like a year and a half or maybe two years ago. And I think it was um, Colonel Birch who was speaking. And regardless of politics, he had something that really resonated with me at the time. He was like, you know, Bermuda historically is just a country of no. No matter yeah. what, no matter what it is that you're asking, the answer is no. No matter how high up you go, the answer is no. And I was just, I just have experienced that a lot. And yeah. I, it was good to hear that someone to a lot more um, experience in dealing with business and politics in Bermuda had had the same experience and recognized that it was an issue and it's something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, I would definitely agree. And yeah. I feel like the whole mindset behind entrepreneurship and starting a business is that you guys don't live in that space. That's why you did it, right? Because you were like, what you mean? No. <laughs> yeah. It like, didn't make I don't sense. Understand. It's not computing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know? it couldn't understand it for the life of No, and good on you for, for staying the core. So, yeah. you know, sometimes what you say, that naivete, youthful naivete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> This is thing you need when you want to start this. <laughs> so, okay, um, we talked about your business. Now, if people are interested, which I'm sure they will be after hearing this, um, how could they contact you? What should they do? What's the process? Sure. So, if anyone's interested in getting a quote for solar panels or the Tesla Power Wall or the roof white panels, um, they can go onto our website and submit a contact request form. Um, it's just in the contact us section on the top right hand side of the page. Alternatively, uh, you can email info at greenlightenergy.bm. Okay. Um, or give us a call on 295-3033 or just pop in sometime. We're on Sperling Hill. Um, we have a wicked mural that we just put up on, on the wall. So you know. I saw office. that. It looks nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So shout out to Ashante who did that for us. All right. Um, so yeah, just if, if you're interested in getting in touch, there's 101 ways and we look forward to hearing from you. And your website is greenlightenergy.bm? Yes, ma'am. So you could okay. greenlightenergy.bm or you could Google Greenlight Energy Bermuda. Okay, you guys will come up, all your yeah. cute little videos. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> 
before I go, I'm, two things. Like, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how you market and how you reach your 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 customer base. Like, yeah. how do you? I mean, because I think what from what I've seen, it's been really cool and fun. Well, you yeah. guys are all young, so I guess that makes sense. But yeah. <laughs> how do you do it? What's your 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 plan of attack? Um, so honestly, the marketing side of the business is probably my favorite. Okay. Um, and we we work with just talented people who who like. I think having um, young and and kind of out of the box ideas and a, a, a different approach to marketing on the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we work with Uber Super Duper, um, yes. amazing ad agency, and they help bring all my quirky ideas to life. <laughs> um, and then we also work with a young lady named Rachel Petty, um, who I've actually known for almost 20 years now. Wow. Yeah, um, and she just went off on her own to do her own marketing agency, and we were the first client. Um, and she's absolutely amazing and brings again all these ideas to life. Um, it honestly, marketing is the fun side of business. It's where you get to talk about the the what you're working on and talk about your products and have fun giveaways and work with the local artists and just kind of communicate your vision and your offering to the community, which is I, I just enjoy it. It's, yeah and I, we can tell i mean it's evident in in the results of what you actually put out there mm-hmm. um but for me like energy you know which historically has been like old and stuffy and you yeah. just be mad every time you get your bill every month yeah, you just yeah. um <laughs> and i think with you um and your co-founders and colleagues you brought like a new fresh face Fresh energy, dare I say. I like that. <laughs> um, to, to, to it. So I think it makes it a little bit more accessible. Like sure. whereas previously the idea of solar panels, like I said, you're just like, okay, yeah, that's way out of my price range. That's mm. not something I can consider. But yeah. I think you guys have brought it down and made it more accessible. And people are like, oh, I can do that. There yeah, is a yeah. way I can actually get it done and get a return on that investment. Yeah, exactly. And even if, if, you know, today you're not buying solar panels, a lot of our, our ads are, they're not, they're, they're for younger people who aren't necessarily buying solar panels. Um, we're raising awareness and we're educating the market. And, you know, maybe 10 years from now, they are a potential customer. Yes. But I think that having fun with marketing and raising brand awareness is just as important as the, you know, sales pitch marketing. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, exactly. Having, having a lot of fun doing marketing, I think just pays dividends and not taking it, the marketing side too seriously, but taking the business very seriously. I think, yes. it, I think <laughs> that, that combination works very well together. Well, you guys are doing a great job at it. And I would like you to leave us cause we're, we're, that was quick, right? We're at 30 minutes already. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I would like for you to share with me mm-hmm. your words of wisdom, tips even, or advice for someone who is considering entrepreneurship, yeah. um, especially in, in that you took on like the, the behemoths in the, in the utility or energy space. Like what would you do or what, what would you say to encourage someone to consider it? You know, honestly, that is a great question. Um, I don't really see me as someone who's in a position to give advice. So I think my advice would be ask, find people who you respect and ask them a lot of questions. Okay. Um, you don't necessarily have to do what, what people suggest. 
However, getting a lot of information, um, digesting it yourself and getting an understanding of all the moving parts, um, I think is a, just a great way of making any decision, whether it's should you be an entrepreneur or should you take another job or mm -hmm. whatever life decision you have to make. I think talking to people and understanding their their viewpoints is is just valuable. And that was great advice from someone <laughs> who says. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's all I've got. It's like, listen, and you don't have to have, look, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to have been around forever. But yeah. to me, a learning is like a continual thing. And you never know who you're going to learn from, right? Yeah. Because yeah. your experience is different from mine, is different from someone else. And if you can tell me something that can help me avoid something along yeah. the way, then, you know, yeah. who's to say it's not right? No, exactly. Like I, I ask ridiculous questions to people who I trust, who have been yeah. through or have gone down the path that I hope to go down. And I will ask them to repeat themselves and said, ask for clarifying communication. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it served me well. So I hope it would serve other people well as well. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Cameron. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. No, um, and I look forward to seeing you guys and seeing what the next, you know, iteration of Green Light Energy is. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, as a consumer, yeah. I will be having a conversation with my husband. Okay, <laughs> and, okay. Love um, to hear about it. this because I think it's a great idea. It makes perfect sense, um, especially since we live in a country where hurricanes happen. We yeah. lose power on occasion and mm -hmm. to be able to have that kind of peace of mind and comfort knowing that you do have some some way to access power when you need it to me i yeah. think it's awesome so great job yeah, i really appreciate it and thank you for taking the interest in green light energy and i hope you see lots more of our signs and lots more of our ads and they make you happy and they bring a smile to your face they do they <laughs> do every time i see them i'm like these guys are on it <laughs> <laughs> i really appreciate it i'm sure we'll talk soon all right. Take care. All right. Talk to All you. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Mind Your Business with me, your host, Jamila Lodge. Tune in next week, Thursday at 4 p.m. Because if you don't mind your business, who will? Mind Your Business is brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here.